Hello, hi, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Whatever time it is where you are, I hope it's good. Welcome to Tia Time. As many of you may already know, anxiety is a bitch. For those who don't know, I hope this episode will help you better understand what anxiety feels like. Everyone experiences anxiety a little differently, but the general feeling of anxiousness is common. Anxiety is a mental health disorder that is characterized by feelings of worry, anxiety, or fear that are strong enough to interfere with your daily activities. Today, I'm going to share my journey with anxiety. I had my first anxiety attack summer 2009. I will never forget it. I had just graduated from high school and was on the phone with a friend trying to make plans for the summer. I was standing in line at Walmart and I began to feel really sick to my stomach. I told my friend on the phone that I had to go and asked the friend that I was with to drive me to the bus stop. I remember him looking at me sideways and asking if I was okay. I said yes, but I was not okay at all. I got in the bus and I asked the bus driver for a plastic bag. I thought I was about to puke. It was a short ride to my stop and then a five minute walk home. I got off the bus and started to hyperventilate. Someone even pulled over and asked me if I was okay. Of course, again, I said yes, but I sped walked home. At this point, I could not see clearly. I felt sick to my stomach, my heart was racing, and I could barely breathe. I had no idea what was happening. I undressed because no outside clothes on the bed, and I went to sleep, telling myself that I just needed to sleep it off. When my mom got home from work, I told her what happened, and her first reaction was a mix of shock, fear, and anger. You couldn't breathe, so you went to bed? I didn't know what else to do. She explained that it sounded like an anxiety attack and asked me to call her if it happened again. I was so confused. I had never even heard of an anxiety attack before. Where was this coming from? Why is this happening? I had too much going on at the time to worry about finding the answers to those questions. I mean, I was also only just 18. I moved on and enjoyed my summer. At the end of the summer, I packed up my things and moved to Toronto to live on campus. While going to college, the anxiety attacks started to come more often, and at times that I felt were completely random. It got to a point where my mom's entire office knew that I was going through something because I was calling so frequently for help. At the time, my mom was the only person who could calm me down from these attacks that felt so uncontrollable. My mom had to be pulled out of business meetings on more than one occasion. There was one big attack while in college, another one that I will never forget. It was the attack that finally made me realize that I needed to seek professional help. I was taking an accelerated program, so most of my classes were with the same people in the same room every day. I got into the habit of arriving early and sitting in the same spot. The first column of computers, right side, second from the back. Like I said, I will never forget. <laughs> One day, I was running behind schedule. I got to class, opened the door, and saw a classmate of mine sitting in the spot that I was usually sitting in. I was suddenly hit with a whirlwind of emotions. I was angry, frustrated, annoyed, sad, overwhelmed, and I just felt completely out of control. I started to feel dizzy, so I walked out, sat down, and immediately started shaking, crying, and hyperventilating. Through teary eyes and shaky hands, I called my mom. I remember two young women walking by and seeing me in tears. One asked, are you okay? The other said, look at her. Of course she's not okay. They went into the washroom and came back with toilet paper for me to blow my nose and wipe my tears. Through shallow breaths, I thanked them and told them that I would be okay as I was on the phone with my mom. 
Once my mom got me to calm down, she suggested I see if there was guidance counselors on campus that I could speak to. I did have a poor experience with the guidance counselor from my high school, but these attacks were starting to really interfere with my daily activities. I couldn't go back to class that day, and I just knew that this was not okay. Going to therapy was the absolute best thing that has ever happened to me. I was so extremely thankful that I was able to speak to someone and at no charge. I truly wish that therapy was more accessible to everyone. Through therapy, I was able to deep dive into childhood traumas and dissect events that had happened in my adolescence. Things that I thought were normal turned out to be the cause of my anxiety. When my therapist asked if I was ever disciplined as a child, my initial response was no. Not that there was no discipline, but nothing that I felt was excessive or inappropriate. Regardless, once I started to become more comfortable, provide more details, and explain different experiences, my therapist made it clear that my anxiety was stemming from fear. Fear of not being in control. Fear of the unknown. Fear of getting in trouble. I began to put two and two together. I realized that my first anxiety attack happened because my friend was throwing dates and ideas at me, and I was unable to sit down, look at a calendar, and focus on the task at hand. I felt completely out of control in that moment, and I spiraled. When my friends would skip class, it made me anxious because it was wrong. You weren't supposed to skip class. I worried for them and their grades. While this should not be be my responsibility, I realized that growing up, I was often tasked with caring for others and being a leader. I had one high school teacher berate me because I had passed her quiz with 100% and the rest of the class had failed. She told me that if I was able to understand her, then it was up to me to make sure that the rest of the class did as well. She completely disregarded her responsibility as a teacher and put it all on me. In high school, I was a member of the student council and did the morning announcements for three years. I was also part of the school band, the choir, the softball team, and the French immersion program. When there was an issue with another student, the vice principal pulled me in and told me that I was held to a higher standard than the average student and that he would kick me out and send me to my home school if the issue persisted. I told him that this was my high school because of the programs I was in. However, he explained that he would kick me out of the programs that I was in and send me to the high school closest to me, which did not have a French immersion or arts program. Now, under normal circumstances, this is to be expected if I was the one causing trouble. However, I was the one who had made the complaint. But instead of dealing with the issue, the VP put it on me to be the bigger person. Again, a young teen forced to take on more than I should have had to. These experiences made me feel as though there was no room for mistakes. I couldn't be a regular teenager. There was too much at stake, and the idea of getting in trouble for the mistakes and behaviors of my friends terrified me. It still made no sense why I freaked out when someone was sitting in my usual spot in class. What was there to fear? After taking the time to discover where my anxiety stemmed from, we needed to figure out what my triggers were. That's when we dug deeper into my upbringing. I realized that growing up, we all had a specific spot at the table and on the couch. It worked so seamlessly in my family. It was never a discussion or a point of contention. We all knew our place and we went there. After discussing it with my mom, I realized that there was a lot of things that we did out of habit in our home that many other households didn't do. The level of organization in our home had made it almost impossible for me to function in a world where people did whatever they wanted. My family was lucky enough to eat dinner together at the table every single day. We sat on the couch together and watched movies every single weekend. My parents each had their own key hook, and it never once crossed my mind to put their keys anywhere else than where they were supposed to go. My dad made pancakes and bacon for breakfast every single Saturday and eggs and bacon every Sunday. 
To this day, it's a staple in our family. Seeing someone sit somewhere that I normally sit made me feel as though she was breaking the unspoken rule. I felt disrespected. She knew that I sat there. She saw me sit there every day. Just because I was late did not make it okay for her to sit there. She should have left it open for me. I see now how ridiculous that is, and I have tried my best to try to arrive early and make a conscious choice to sit in a different spot. We were now able to move on from just figuring it out to learning how to manage it. My first test was the week my therapist went on vacation. I had gotten into the habit of making an appointment to see her every Thursday. At our last appointment before she went on vacation, she made sure to let me know that she would be away and provided me with an audio book that would help me remain calm. She also suggested that I join the yoga class that the school gym offered. I can't say it was easy, but I made it through the week without her. As my school year was coming to an end, we discussed medication. Of course, I had to reach out to my mom. She disclosed that she had been taking medication for the last year after talking to our family doctor about her feelings of anxiety. I had no idea that this was something she was also struggling with. After, after many conversations about my childhood, we came to realize how frequently my mom's anxiety had reared its ugly head and how it affected me. She apologized profusely, and now knowing what I did, I was able to accept the apology. Knowing that mental health disorders can ruin your relationships, I was so glad that we had both found our way to a solution and that our bond could instead grow stronger than I had ever imagined. We agreed that I should start on a small dose of an antidepressant. Being on medication is still something that I battle with. Over the last 11 years, I have come off and gone back on multiple times. I want to be able to manage this on my own. I want to be able to conquer it, cure it, fix it. I am working on reminding myself that this is not something that can be cured, but managed. Life is so much easier on medication, and while I still have feelings of failure, I know that going back on my medication was the right thing for me to do. It is what works for me and my family. While trying to remain unmedicated, I did find a ton of different tools to help me manage my anxiety, and for a long time, they worked. I felt in control, powerful, and ready to conquer the world. While this episode was focused on my journey with anxiety, I will be recording a separate episode that covers all the things I did and continue to do to help me manage. I hope that this episode brought some clarity. Whether you are at the beginning of your journey or anxiety is something that you've been working on for a while, I hope you are able to relate. For those who are lucky enough to not have to deal with anxiety, I hope that this episode has made you more empathetic to those who are. Anxiety is no joke, and I try my best to always communicate when I'm feeling anxious why I'm feeling anxious, and how you can help. All I ask is that you listen. Understand that sometimes you can't understand what someone is going through, but that doesn't mean that it isn't very real to them. Believe them when they tell you how they are feeling. Everyone is entitled to their feelings and is never okay to invalidate anyone. Until next time, peace, love, and happiness. Tia.